everyone. Thanks for joining us on the Cultivate Podcast through the Grove Church. My name is Charlie Lofton. I'm the lead pastor there and really glad that you're here. And what we've been talking about over these last couple of episodes is really how can we as a church and individual Christians be people who are genuinely welcoming um, to people who are outside? How can we really have an attitude of you belong, that no matter who you are, you can belong here. And again, I think too often we think of it in terms of having friendly greeters, having coffee, dressing casually, and just genuinely being nice. But I think there are deeper, deeper beyond that. There are attitudes that we bring with us to church and our approaches to Christianity where we just, where we, we make it really difficult for people. And because we have these certain types of attitudes, we can make people feel like that they don't really belong here. And a couple episodes ago, we talked about just what's what happens with this attitude that we have about being judgmental towards other churches, and that our church is the right church and the other church is the wrong church. And that sort of attitude is really off-putting to people. And plus, it can make people feel like, okay, I've come upon an exclusive club here that has it all figured out already. I don't belong because I, I don't have it all figured out lately. And one of the ways that this um, plays out is the episode we talked about last time is where we, we divide each other and angrily castigate people as being others or not Christians based on relatively minor theological disputes. Even if these things are important, they're not major theological disputes that should divide Christians, but it's enough to make us angry. Or it's not even theological points, but just the way that a church practices um, it's worship on a Sunday morning, and we can make these things of such great significance that these are the things that divide us. And when we have that sort of attitude, again, we've got it figured out. We know what's right. And, and once there just becomes an already established we, there's us and what we believe and we're right and they're wrong, that sort of attitude, it just comes out. And people are not put at ease, they're not disarmed, and it, and it is a huge barrier between them and the gospel. And what we're going to be talking about today are just kind of different types of camps, even just beyond theology and practice. There's these camps that we just feel like that we're supposed to, to be in. And the, be, the best way to just kind of just to jump into this is to, is, is to say, like, is your church a Republican church or a Democrat church? I I remember this was very early on in my time here at the Grove. I was talking to somebody who we're looking at to become an elder at the church. And I was sitting there, it was me and my wife and and him and his wife. And he's like, man, I've got a question. like, okay. And he says, I'm a Democrat. Is that going to be okay? And I remember just, I mean, it was a genuine question. I I got no concerns with him asking the question because it was a real thing to him. But the fact that we can even have that question be asked, like that, like that, anyone in the world would think that that was a a question that could that that ha, that has to be asked. It 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 represents a huge problem because I think what happens to us, and I'm going to use this word, and if 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 you've been around on a Sunday, if you've been uh, if you've if heard our our sermon series that we've done on you belong. We talk about this idea of being thoughtful, that I, need to, that, I need, that I need to be thoughtful, that we're not just somebody who is going to give cookie cutter answers to things, rip a verse out of context. We're not going to give you slogan Christianity. 
where we, we just think that, 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 that there are simple answers to the biggest, most complex problems that the world has and that our camp, we've already figured it out and this is what it is. And you just need to think this, you just need to believe this. If you just follow these three easy steps and if you just think about it just like this and everything will just be fine. I think uh, when we use the word thoughtful, we don't mean thoughtful like I remembered your birthday, but like when I think about the real issues that this world faces, whether they be theological in nature, personal in nature, political in nature, cultural in nature, the answer is rarely as simple as what the typical two camps will tell us that it is. And it just seems like that with almost every big issue out there, there are only two camps and you're either in this camp or this camp. And once I put you in the other camp, now I know something about you. And so I asked this question as a church, what do we want to be known as? What do we want to be known as? What, 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 when they think of us, I know this is going to be like a weird answer. Like for, I, I want us to be thought of as a church. We're a church. We are not a political organization. We're not a social activist organization. Um, we are not an arm of the Republican Party. We're not an arm of the Democrat Party. We, we, we exist outside of that realm. We are a church. We are a place where people find and learn and grow in their faith. We are not disconnected from the world. We're not disconnected from real issues, but we are not thought of. We, I, I want to simply be a church and we are a church where we believe that you you follow Jesus. We follow Jesus. We have good, solid Christian doctrine. We believe all of the things that make us Christian about who Jesus is, about salvation, about who God the Father is. And ultimately, we want to be known as a church where anyone, no matter their past or their present, can come in and feel like that they belong. And in order to do that, they're just there's a certain attitude that you have to have. You have to avoid these things that make it feel like this is an insider's club to which there's a certain number of unwritten, unspoken rules. There's certain things that you have to, to know. There's certain things you have to believe. There's, you know, we all kind of agree on this and you have to just kind of slowly figure it out and you just kind of figure out, well, I don't know. I don't know if I can belong here or not. And it can put you, it can put you at, it can, put someone who's new in, in, in some sort of bind and feel like they can never relax because I'm not really sure um, if I can really belong here or not. So one of the questions that I think that's really important to ask is like, what am I going to say or what am I going to tell people when I'm teaching on a Sunday or on a podcast or like, what am I going to say that will necessarily exclude them before they even get connected? And so, I mean, it would not be uncommon to to be at a church and and the pastor is up there is talking about whatever the message is, and then and suddenly they say, "Well, I mean, but that's kind of what happens in the world when you vote for Democrats." <laughs> and everybody just laughs, and the person sitting there, honest, is brand new, is like, "Well, I, I voted for a Democrat. I I didn't realize I'd set the world on fire." Or 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 the or or the opposite, where it's just like. And, you know, I mean, and we wouldn't have this problem if it weren't for those Trump supporters out there who are white supremacists trying to take over the country. Oh, yeah. And everybody kind of nods and amen is like, well, I, I, I voted for Trump. I mean, I, I'm a Republican. And, and, and you begin to think is like, OK, 
in order to really belong here, I need to fall into one political party or another. And, and I ask this question and I ask it rhetorically, is that something that we're willing to exclude people from on the front end? On the front end, before you know anything else about us or I know anything else about you, your political affiliation and your political beliefs will determine whether you do or do not belong here. The fact that there are churches out there that would that would essentially not it would never be written down anywhere, but really have that attitude of saying, if you vote or believe this particular way in politics, you will necessarily not fit in here. That that is something that a church is willing to prejudge people on or make an unspoken requirement of membership. It breaks my heart. I don't want to say it too strongly because I've just spent two episodes talking about how much we need to be unified with other churches. But I just think that we collectively as a church could be doing better on that. And I want us to be the kind of place that does not do that. Now, there have been times and um, when a particular controversial issue will come up that feels very partisan or just even on things I'm saying right now, hey, we're not a Republican church, not a Democrat church, that 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 people who have a very partisan view of life, again, outside the church, but they are just very partisan. I am a Democrat. I am a Republican. And and they've come to believe maybe in their own personal life that that, that, that is a, a necessary prerequisite to be a good Christian. In order to be a good Christian, you have to be Democrat. I don't understand how you could be another way. In order to be a good Christian, you have to be a Republican. I can understand any other way. And so when I say things like, man, we're not just going to, we're just not going to just gonna j- jump into that. We're not going to be a partisan church. I get accused or our church gets accused of not being willing to, quote, take a stand. We need to, quote, take a stand. And somehow the accusation there is that somehow I'm afraid to have a really hot take. And I promise you, if you know me, I'm not afraid to have hot. I got, I got, I got, I got nothing but hot takes on everything. And I got strong opinions about everything. I was wrapping up this lunch the other day and this guy uh, started talking about whether or not the Star Wars universe or the Marvel universe was better. And um, the hour last, the, the lunch lasted, lasted another hour after that, because I had, I was just vomiting hot takes on this guy for, um, for 45 minutes straight. Uh, I've got, I mean, whether or not a football team should, I, I, I'll tell you this, I'll give you this one right now. I'll take a stand. A football team should never go for two in the first half ever under any circumstances. It doesn't matter what, that's a hot take. Um, Harry Potter fans out there. I got to make sure I, you know, not just sports people. It's like, there is nothing in Snape's past or that he was really brave. There's nothing that you can say about Snape that justifies his bullying of Neville Longbottom. It's just, that's just, no, you don't, you get to say he was good. He had some good qualities, but he's, that's, that's terrible. That's terrible. And I, and I will, I will, I will go to you people who are Snape defenders. I'll go with you all day. There's nothing you can say that, no, he bullied Neville Longbottom. Get him away from me. I'm not afraid. I've got strong opinions. And, and if I get into a debate about something with somebody about something that doesn't even matter, my opinions come out so strong. People think I really care. Maybe sometime you should ask me, uh, you should ask me about, what I think about chicken fried chicken it is the most dumb name for anything in the world. Chicken fried chicken. I mean, it's like what like, like eggs fried eggs. I mean, like what what are we even talking about? Coffee brewed coffee. I mean, like stop. So, oh, and the people try to explain to me what it means. I know what it means. I mean, but but it's not a descriptive name. It's like well, it's like country fried steak. It's like chicken fried steak, but it's chicken. I was like, well, then call it chicken fried steak style chicken. Anyways, deep down, I don't really care. I really don't care. But you can get me worked up on just about anything because it's fun to have a hot take. 
it's not a question of whether or not I'm willing to take a stand on something. I take stands on things all the time. Really, the question for me is if, if I'm going to be controversial, if I'm going to say something controversial on stage, if I'm going to say something that is going to be alarming to somebody in some way, what do I want to be controversial on? I want, to, I want, I want the most controversial thing that you hear me say to be, I believe that Jesus Christ is the only hope people have in this life or the next. There is no other religion. There's no other philosophy. There is no other hope that people have other than Jesus. And you must believe in Jesus to have hope in this life or the next. That's controversial enough. That's divisive enough that I want us to be centered around that. And if you want me to people to take a stand on some issue, usually you're wanting me to repeat some soundbite that you heard on Fox News or MSNBC last week. You've got some particular soundbite spin that you have on something that's going on in the world, and you want me to repeat that when really God's perspective, because when, when we're talking, man, we're talking like we're giving to people, and this is what God, this is the perspective that God wants us to have. And I promise you, reading talking points that come from your favorite political show or column or politician are not going to come anywhere close to the depth of what it would mean to say, what is God's perspective on this issue? And why I don't want us to be a place that allows ourselves to get sucked into a world of sound bites and polarized camps where, you know, in order to be one of us, you have to believe this. And so what I, I guess what I want to say is that I'm not, we're not afraid of controversy, but being afraid of controversy and seeking controversy out is two different things. And also being too ignorant or blind or self-centered or self-absorbed to not know what is or is not controversial, that's another matter entirely. You may think something that is so true and so self-evident to you that any reasonable person would agree with you. And so you say something not realizing you've offended 20 to 50% of the people in your audience by saying something so casually and so cavalierly. And so I want to say things, if I'm going to say something that's controversial, I'm going to make you have to stop and challenge your worldview. I want it to be about the things that matter most to God, not something that is part of your or some particular group's political agenda. And so then we want to have a church then that says, no matter what your background is, whether you are Democrat, Republican, Independent, you moderate, you move back and forth, you kind of all, it, it doesn't matter. That's just, that's just not part of it. In the same way, what sin you bring with you, what baggage you bring with you, it, it does not matter what you bring with you. This can be a place where you can find hope and life and the gospel of Jesus Christ. I, I just, I remember why I was, I just give an example of this. This was, you know, you know, there was a couple of years there where it just seemed like that there were these awful, terrible um, police killings that just kind of captivated captivated us, kind of took, took, just kind of took control of everything for a while. And they were just, we'd see these things on replay and there were these, just this horrible tragedy after tragedy. There was just, there was this time where it just seemed like that this, that we just, we just couldn't escape it. It was just everywhere. 
anytime that there's something going on outside the world that really just kind of seems like it just makes the world stop and kind of is all completely and totally on our heart. It's important for me. I always feel like it's important for me on a Sunday morning to come on and say something. And during one of these times, we're just kind of trying to understand and and empathize with the pain and the hurt that the African-American community was experiencing. I think I remember saying something along the lines of, hey, if you're in a place like our church where you are predominantly in the majority, I think it is important for you to go out of your way to make sure that people who are in the minority feel loved and welcomed and accepted. You have responsibility to go the extra mile to make sure that people who might feel excluded should feel included. Now, I've said a lot of things that I knew when they came out of my mouth that would feel controversial, and nothing out of that felt controversial to me. And immediately after the service, somebody was in a rage in the hallway and was just talking to me and yelling at me and very frustrated with me about, you know, um, about what about what I had said. And I was like, and, 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 and for, and for most of it, I was completely like the things that, that she was saying back to me, I don't remember them being things that even I had said, but was essentially, you know, apparently I had said something that made her think that I agreed with some liberal commentator had said something that had offended her. And so now I must also think all of these other things. So then I just kind of reiterated the point that I was trying to make to which then she said, um, oh, so it just sounds like maybe really what you're saying is, is that we need to work really hard to love, love each other. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I say, okay, I think I, I think I can agree with that, which is an interesting thing to say when you say, like, I think, you know, we should just try to love each other. And you say, I think I can agree with that. But nonetheless, that was the last time I ever saw them, even though they had been coming to church for a few months. But at the same time, um, over the course of, of those couple of weeks, I, I got confronted by somebody on the other side as well. And was 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 told that I have I was taking too moderate approach on this. I needed to be more loud and more active and more vocal in my support for the Black Lives Matters movement. And so, it's just like no matter what you say, you know, you're just going to get you you just people are so polarized and 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 so angry. And we want to be a place where people have that freedom to kind of process these things. But we don't want to be someone who like, even if you, even, even in these non-controversial moments, like you can, you can bring out all of this anger and rage and people that have, because we live in such a crazy polarized world where there is so much hate, so much anger, so much rage out there is that we want to be a place where you can come and be safe from that. And you can hear the hope and the truth of the gospel we don't we're not trying to connect with any of any, any of this overly partisan overly angry hostile political world that we live in right now we want to take people no matter what perspective it is you're coming from in these issues that you can come here and find a safe place to allow Jesus to come in and and allow God's spirit to come in and where the gospel can heal you and that Jesus and his spirit can bring hope and life to you. But once you start to align yourself with one particular camp, or you try to make these situations so simple, so easy. I mean, right now we live in a world where whether or not you do or don't require a mask, or whether you do or don't wear a mask, 
can be seen as some huge political statement. When our position as a church ultimately has been, hey, if the if our community is asking us to do this, we're going to do it. Again, it feels very non-controversial. But because people I don't agree with are also saying we should wear masks, then therefore by you saying we should wear masks, you therefore agree with these people. Da, 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 da. And again, everything becomes camps. Everything becomes polarized. Everything becomes because you think this one thing or you do this one thing, then that puts you into one of these groups. And we've got to fight. We've got to fight for this idea that we are not in these camps. We are not in these groups. I do not align myself with anyone outside of the person of Jesus Christ and his people. And so we do talk about things that matter. And so we do make statements that are on these controversial topics, or we're talking about things that are relevant to real world. Of course, we have to have COVID related policies. We have to engage with it. That is, we have to engage. But we, even as we are engaging with the controversial topics, even as we are engaging with policies and things to try to make sense of how to find our way in the world at any one particular time, we are doing everything that we can to avoid placing ourselves into these highly polarized camps. Because once you find yourself and you place yourself in one of these camps, you are necessarily saying to half of the population, you are not welcome here. And so it has been very important for us as a church to be a place where there really are no preconditions on your involvement and your connection here. We want the thing that unites us to be about our belief in Jesus Christ. Some of you may hear all of this and think, well, the problem is, is that people are going to believe that sin is okay, or that somehow we're going to be a church that tolerates sin. And so I just want to emphasize again, the primary thing we're talking about here is that we want to make sure that no one has any barriers between them and the gospel other than just their belief and their faith and their trust in Jesus. Because I believe that we have, we have this fear somehow that I've, I've got this fear that, um, man, people, people are going to think that we, we don't think sin is serious if we don't, if we, if, if we don't, if we don't, if we don't tell them about what they're doing and what they're doing and what they're thinking that, 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 it, that it's wrong. But we need to make sure that we also always have the parallel fear, which is people could get the impression if we put all these preconditions on it, you have to believe this, you have to think this, you have to act like this, you have to do this, that somehow that they're going to believe that the gospel isn't free. Also, I would like to say we need to make sure that we are very clear about what our job is versus what the Holy Spirit's job is. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict about sin. And it is, it is our job to be communicators of truth, but it is the Holy Spirit's job to convict and root out sin. And we need to be clear on the difference. But ultimately, the answer that I would love to give to you is to say, please listen to the next episode in this podcast, because the next episode of this podcast is exactly what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about, you know, how do you balance, how do you balance this? We want to love you just as you are and give you full access to the gospel just as you are with the serious requirements that God has on us and the expectations that he has on our life. And so that's actually going to talk about in our next episode. And so if you feel unsatisfied or you feel like there's more that needs to be said, just just wait around and, and listen to the next episode. But for now, thanks so much for joining us. And for continuing to kind of just process with us what it would look like to be a church that 
can really make people feel be- feel like they belong with no preconditions. And we would love to see you at the Grove Church on a Sunday. You can check us out at thegrovechurch.org. We'd love to join us on a Sunday morning. You can do it live or you can check out our stream or you can check us out on social media and find us anyway. We would love to connect with you any way possible. Thanks again for joining us.